not afraid to live in the Spirit. I know I just asked you to be seated, but would you stand with me? Galatians 5, verses 16 through 24. <clears throat> Galatians 5, 16 through 24. So the Bible says, so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Notice the emphatic nature of the sentence composition here. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. It's a promise of God that if you do what He commanded, you will walk in the Spirit. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that, you are not, so that you are not to do whatever you want. Last week we talked about, about how to treat our brothers and sisters in Christ and how to properly love them. And in order to do that, you can't just do what you want when you want all the time. A person that's a Christian that's being controlled by the Holy Spirit of God can't just do whatever he or she wants. You just can't. And some people like to say, well, that's just how I am. That's just the way God made me. No, that's the way you are in your flesh. God doesn't want you to be that way. God wants you to, to seal it up sometimes and to close it up. And the Bible says that the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. It's not always right to tell everybody what you're feeling all the time. It's not a virtue to be open with everything. And so you can't just do what you want all the time, okay? So it says here in verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now notice verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage or outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Whew, there's a lot to unpack here. We'll unpack some of it, not all of it. We'll save some of it for the weeks to come. Father, we thank you for your word and the message that you have given me to share with your people today. Uh, help me to deliver it and, Lord, help them to know that before I ever stand up here to preach anything like this I make sure that I preach it and teach it to myself and so I pray father that you would help us to see what it means to live in the spirit and I pray it in Jesus name amen amen you, you may be seated you know in the comments that our worship leader brother Eric was making to us a moment ago in essence he was talking about, he may not have realized he was talking about, but it, there's a, a direct 
correlation to, to, to living in the Spirit. When you're not living in the Spirit, you're not free. You're bound by, by culture. You're bound by fears. You're bound by what other people think. But when you're walking and living in the Spirit, you don't care what other people think. And when it comes to our worship, we worship the way God leads us to worship. And we're uh, uninhibited by what some people think is proper or not proper. We will worship God, um, you know, unafraid. And in the same way, we're to live our lives by the Spirit. So we have to be not afraid to live in the Spirit. Give me an example of what I'm talking about, just so you, you kind of know the foundation of what I'm, what, where we're going with the message. Um, you know, it says in Ephesians that... Um, we're not to be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but we are to be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in, um, and, and singing to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody, the Bible says, to the Lord. And so there is a difference here. A person who is not living by the Spirit lives a certain life. And a person who is controlled and living by the Spirit lives a certain life also. In other words, I like to say it like this, based on that passage that I just mentioned to you, that when people are changed by the Holy Spirit, their lives change. My grandmother, when my father got saved, my grandmother was not happy. See, she was not happy, though he had quit drinking and he was a changed man. My dad was, was a decent, moral man without Christ, but he was a lost man. So in, in, in actuality, his morality was immorality to God. But he got saved, and it really changed him. And my grandmother is just like, well, he could have changed and stopped doing all of that uh, without being religious. That's what she said. So in other words... She was more happy when my dad was drunk, mistreating everybody and not living right. And she thought it strange when he got saved and was living by the Spirit and living right from there on. So to a world that's messed up, when a person is full of the Holy Spirit, living by the Spirit, he or she looks weird to them. God forbid that you would get saved and start living by the Spirit. And, uh, you know, for, I mean, I hope, I hope this hasn't happened to anybody, but I know it has. That, you know, but that if you're a man and you were an abuser and you got saved, you no longer are an abuser. You quit abusing, right? If, you know, if you were addicted to drugs and you got saved and God cleaned your heart and cleaned you up, you're no longer addicted to those things. You're changed, you're living by the Spirit, and your old friends think that you're crazy and nuts, that you're not living like them on your way to hell and death. So yes, a person living in the Spirit looks totally contrary to the way everybody lives. So we should not be afraid to live in the Spirit because it's the right way to live. So let's look at several things here in this passage. First of all, first of all, first one, first of all. In order to live in the Spirit, when we live in the Spirit, um, <clears throat> we have to live in the Spirit to overcome losing to the flesh. 
to overcome losing to the flesh. And I said that losing because I, I thought about saying, well, we need to live in the spirit to overcome living in the flesh. It's the same thing, but, but we, are, we are losing. <laughs> You're a loser, you know, people say about you. Well, that's, that's what Satan wants you and I to be. As non-Christians, when you're a non-Christian, you're living in the flesh. You're living by your emotion. You're living by what you feel. You're living by what makes you feel good, by what you want to do. As the Scripture says earlier, that, that a person who's living in the Spirit can't always do what they want to do. They can't. We're not animals. We can't just go by our basic natural instincts. Hey, you know, when a natural disaster happens, just get ready, man. All kinds of craziness. You know, looting starts. And um, in Metairie, Louisiana, uh, yesterday, a man was shot and killed at a gas station because people are selfish, and they started fighting over a gas pump, and he pulled out a gun and killed the other guy over some basic needs. People go crazy, man. I mean, just look at what happened when the, when the uh, COVID-19 virus started the very first time in March last year. I mean, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. It was like all of a sudden you couldn't buy toilet paper because people were hoarding it. And I, I just couldn't make two cents out of it. I was like, I don't get it. I, 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 toilet paper is going to fix toilet But what it is, people are selfish. They don't care about anybody else. That's, just, that's the flesh. And so we become losers. And so he talks about that. He says here in verse 18, but if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. And in verse 19, then he, then he gets into it. And he, he talks about fleshly living. This is what a person looks like who doesn't live in the Spirit. They live in the flesh. Now, I want to give you the second slide. Look at this. These are the, what the Bible calls the sins of the flesh. And Warren Wiersbe categorizes them in three categories. And, he, and, and to me, they're, they're right on. He says here, first of all, there are the sensual sins. He says here, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Now, <clears throat> sexual immorality is a, broad, is a broad heading for different types of sexual sins. Okay? I'm just giving you a biblical education on this. Fornication is technically sin. Is sexual sin between two people who are not married. It's sin. We know what homosexuality and lesbianism are. That's, that's sexual sin. Adultery is sin between people who are married to other people, you know, and they're having a sexual relationship there. These are the sensual sins. And the Bible says that people who are living in the flesh live like that. That's their lifestyle. That's the way they live. It's all about that. It's all about debauchery and sexual immorality and impure living. And then there's the superstitious sins, sins of idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. The word witchcraft, believe it or not, is the word, is the Greek word pharmakia. Pharmakia. Anybody know where we get where, where a certain word in English comes from? Pharmacy. Pharmacy. The word witchcraft literally means drug use. That's what it means. 
because in that day you had magicians, you had performers, you even had you even had religious sects that used drugs in their in their ideologies and in their worship and so forth and so on. And it's tied to idolatry. You know what idolatry is? We think, oh, well, we don't have that problem here. You know, we don't bow to some idol. Idolatry is anything in your life that's more important to you than God. Your husband can be your idol. Your wife can be your idol. Your kids can be your idol. Your boat, your truck. Your hobbies, your college football team. Hello? Right? I'm just convinced of this. I'm convinced, and Brother Eric kind of alluded to it, that if what happens on Saturday night during college football season will set the tone for your spirit on Sunday morning, you've got an idolatry problem. I'm not saying you're lost. I'm just saying you got an immature idolatry, idolatry problem. Now, I'm just being honest with you now. When my team loses, they hurt my feelings. My feelings get hurt. But worship is not about what's going on with my feelings, right? So the Bible talks about sensual sins superstitious sins, the sins of witchcraft, drug abuse, idolatry, and then the social sins, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. <laughs> notice, notice the emphasis being put on the social sins. You know, people say, oh, you know, sexual morality, those are the big sins there. And idolatry, those are the big sins. But it's okay for me to have hatred in my heart because nobody can see that. No, look, the Bible puts them in the same category here of the sins of the flesh. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness. social sins. So the point here is this. I need to live in the Spirit to overcome, to overcome the sins of the flesh. Now, I want you to notice what the Bible says here, okay? It says that those who live like this, okay, the word is, in Greek, the word is those who practice a lifestyle of. It becomes your practice. Is it possible for you to have a moment of hatred and still be a Christian? That's right. Is it possible for you to have an outburst of wrath at some point and still be a Christian? That's right. Is it possible to have a selfish moment in your life? And so, yeah, absolutely. So the Bible's not talking about a one-time sin. The Bible is talking about a, a habitual lifestyle. In other words, I can look at that, that, that list of sins there and realize that that was my life before I received Christ. That's the way I lived. It was all about me. 
It was all about the sensual stuff. It was all about the superstitious stuff. It was all about the social stuff. It was all about me, me, myself and I, and what I wanted and how I wanted to feel and I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. That's how lost people live. It's the sins of the flesh. But when you become a Christian, the flesh doesn't go away even though you've been crucified with Christ. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Even though that doesn't go away, but you're a new person in Jesus Christ and all of a sudden now, There's a new way to live. But the person that's habitually living like this, look at what the Bible says about that person. Here's number two. We need to live in the Spirit because those who live in the flesh, listen, are not going to heaven. Listen to me. You say, oh, you're being bold. No, I'm not being bold. I'm being truthful. I'm just saying what the Scripture says here, that those who live like this, those who practice this, those who live a habitual lifestyle like this, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, notice the phraseology there. It's the same thing like in verse, uh, in verse 16 where it says, So I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You will not de- gratify those desires. And in the same way, a person who lives like that, who lives in the flesh, who lives a lifestyle of fleshly living, is not a Christian. Not because they commit those sins, because their nature has never been changed. They've never received Christ. They've never changed their who they are. The Bible says that a pig still returns to its wallowing in the mire. You can dress it up, you can clean up a pig, and as soon as you let them out into the yard, they're going to stick their nose in, in, in the nasty stuff. Because it's their nature. I'm not down on pigs. I hate wild pigs. Kill them all. But we got some. We got some people in our church. Got a couple of pigs that are pets. I, I say this about the about the folks in our church who have pigs that are that are pets. That's ingenious. You know why? Because if everything if if everything goes to you know what in a handbasket or whatever, you got you, your pet can become your salvation. You got food. <laughs> And me, all I got to hope for is I got a little chihuahua, man. Penny and I can last a day and a half on that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how I got into that, but anyway. Those who live in the flesh, they're not going to heaven because their nature has not changed. See, I didn't try to get myself cleaned up. A person doesn't try to clean themselves up because you can never be clean enough. The Bible says my righteousness are as filthy rags. But when I gave my life to Christ, I put my faith and trust in him and he became sin for me. He became my propitiation. He paid the ransom for my sin. And now, because I've received Christ into my heart, all of a sudden, my spirit has changed. My mind has changed. My heart has changed. I've repented 180 degrees. And I'm, no, I'm not the same anymore. And so now, when I, when I have selfish moments, I'm under conviction by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit doesn't like selfishness deep inside of me. 
And when hatred tries to come up, you can't stay like that. You can't keep living like that. When, when, when sensual temptations come up inside of your face and right in front of you, you got to deal with that. And God says, you can't live like that. You can't live any way you want to. You're a Christian now. you got to live by the Spirit. So that's the difference. It's not that the acts of what people are doing and their behavior is sending them to hell. It's the fact that their behavior reveals that they don't have Christ. They haven't been truly saved. It don't matter if they call themselves Christians. They could, they could call themselves Christians all day, all day long. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I can call myself a bodybuilder, but I still got to look in the mirror every day. And it ain't... The mirror don't lie. <clears throat> so number three, you've got to live in the spirit. And if you do, your flesh has been crucified. And that's, that's, that's the point I just made. Your flesh has been crucified. Verse um, 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Now, Here's something you got to understand. <clears throat> you can't do this on your own. In other words, you can't say, well, okay, in order to become a Christian, I got to stop smoking, I got to stop doing this, I got to stop doing that, I got to stop cheating, I got to stop. No, that's not what it's saying. Look with me in Romans 6, verses 1 through 7 and 11 4 through 14. It's kind of a lengthy passage, but it's, it's so good. What shall we say then? Romans 6, 1. Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism in death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in death, in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self, look at this, was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. <clears throat> because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now verses 11 through 14, look at what the Bible says here. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus. That's what it means to crucify the flesh. Count yourself to be dead to sin. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law but under grace. So your flesh, <coughs> if you're a Christian, has been crucified with Christ. You're not your own anymore. You're different. You're not better than, but you're different. You're a peculiar people, the Bible says. And... <coughs> You have been transformed on the inside. And listen, when you're transformed, 
you can't help it. Listen to me. You can't supposedly get saved and walk out of this building and go on living the way you used to live if you're truly saved. It, it, it's, it's impossible. You're a new creation. The old man has passed away, the Bible says. Behold, everything has become new, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And so, you're new in Christ. And I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. A true Christian, most of the time, doesn't need anybody else to point out to them that they've sinned. The Holy Spirit is powerful enough to do His job in your heart. And He will convict you of sin, the Bible says. And if you're not convicted of sin, maybe you're illegitimate. You don't belong in here. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm trying to help you come to the the truth. So, a person who lives in the Spirit. Now, what we're going to do is, in two weeks, we're going to take apart the... um, the spiritual, um, <clears throat> the fruit of the Spirit is what I'm trying to say in verse 22. Because this, this almost feels like negativity, but it's not in the sense that it's, it's just truth. And if you've been crucified with Christ, you don't live anymore. Christ lives in you. And the life you live now, you live for the glory of God. You live for your Savior who's been crucified and who died for you and given you a new life and it's impossible for a true christian to live in the flesh like like the list of sins we just read it's spiritually impossible that's theologically correct you don't you cannot live that way something that I'm noticing. For a long time there, one of the frustrations that I had being in the ministry was that it was really hard to tell the difference. Thank you. Really hard to tell the difference on the surface from those who were playing Christianity versus those who were really Christians. You spend enough time, you can start to see the cracks in the armor and you can just, you can see. It's not that you're being a judge. All of a sudden, Things would reveal themselves. I mean, and then before long, you would find out, oh, my gosh. (laughs) There was a man who used to come to church here years ago who was a big part in trying to have me fired. He was in leadership in this church. But I knew, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I knew that there was deep sin in his life. I didn't know what it was. I didn't feel like it was my job to go find it. God would reveal it in time. And God did. The man was having multiple affairs with people over years and years and years. It would have been right here in this community. He could be a leader in this church. And at the same time he was doing that, he was trying to tell me I was not qualified to be the pastor of this church. But God made it known. 
But here's what I've noticed. So that used to be going on a lot. I've noticed that maybe maybe it just timed up just right with COVID and everything that's happened. But I'm noticing this, too. I'm noticing that those people who used to claim Christianity and played the game, they ain't playing the game as much anymore. And God's sifting his church. They're just going out in full-on debauchery. As I speak, there's a man that I know of, and all I'm going to say it is like this, a man that I know of who <clears throat> is married and has a family and children, and right now he's planning to spend a weekend with his girlfriend. Claims to be a Christian, or at least used to claim. I got a call two weeks ago from a young man in our community. Pastor, I need help. My wife cheated on me. She claims to be a Christian. Well, is she broken about it? Is she, is she, um, you know, is she repentant? Does she, you know, is she um, no longer laying claims to her rights in the relationship right now? Is she falling on on her sword to say what I did? No, no, no. She, she's accusing me of, of you know she, she's blaming me because of that and I said well let me just tell you something brother she's not stopping there's no repentance it's going to keep going on and she can claim Christianity all day but she's living like a harlot and she doesn't belong to Jesus and you better get that right in your heart and mind because because you're, you're in for a serious awakening here True Christians don't live that way. It's impossible. What happens when a true Christian does commit a sin of the flesh? Here's what should happen inside of your heart. It should look like this. You should fall on your face before God. God, I'm so sorry. I've sinned against you. And in your mercy and grace, can you forgive me? I know you will. I own it. I confess it. I seek uh, healing. I seek to be clean and pure before you. Help me not to keep bringing this sin up in my mind, but to know that you've forgiven me. I confess it, and I know that you will cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I'm wrong. And anybody that I've hurt through this sin, help me to get it right with them. In Jesus' name, God. Amen. That's what a Christian does. That's what we do. Because we've so offended the heart of God that we don't cling to our rights as a Christian. Well, I got a right to do what I want to do. No, you don't. You've offended a holy God who loves, who died for you. Perfect. Son of God, my sin did that to you. So the works of the flesh, it's a lifestyle. But living in the Spirit is also a lifestyle. And it's totally contrary to that. So notice, the list that we see in those verses is there. And then in verse 22, there's a list of the spirit-filled life. 
So I didn't feel like it was right to do justice to the message today by trying to go into all of that because that's a totally different message. So stay tuned in a couple of weeks. We'll come back to this and we'll talk about and what does the spirit-filled life look like? The flesh life looks like this. But the spirit-filled life looks like this. Let's stand together, everybody. Let's pray. Father, you're a holy and righteous God. And in your holiness and righteousness, no flesh can inherit the kingdom of God. But you are so loving and so gracious, John 3.16 tells us that you gave and sent your precious, one-of-a-kind, only begotten son to give his life for us, to pay the ransom, so that we don't have to perish and we can have everlasting life. Help us to not be deceived by Satan to think that we can live in the flesh and be okay. Help us not, help us not to be self-deceived to thinking that just because we prayed some prayer years ago, but our life never changed, that we're okay. Help us to see the difference and the consequences of a life lived in the flesh versus a life lived in the Spirit. Guys, I'm going to be as bold as I can if anybody in this building is under conviction about living in the flesh. I'm not talking about committing a sin of the flesh that, that you know you need to get right or you've gotten right. But I'm talking about, man, you see it. It's a lifestyle. I implore you right now, get right. Give your heart to Christ right now. Just do it. Do it now, as the song said. Come find me up here. I'll help you with that. And then, if you're a Christian, one thing I don't want this message to do is to get you all confused. I think I made it clear. You're going to commit some of these sins from time to time. But the very fact that you're under conviction about it, you want to get it right, and you want to live for Christ, reveals that your concession of faith was the real thing. But I think it's important that you come to this altar. I'm just being honest with you. I, I got on my face before God this morning in my office, even though I had prayed a couple of days ago that God forgive me for a thought that I had, and it came back up in my mind. I was like, just to make sure, God, I just want to make sure I'm right before you. That's important. So let's walk in the Spirit. This altar will be open to pray about that. Pray for others. Let God lead you. And I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.